Welcome to Good News, being brought to you by Listening for Clues. We are Lauren Welch and John Shemitek, deacons in the Episcopal Diocese of Maryland. We sure are. And today we have some good news that we're bringing you with our special guest, Kathy Lockery. Kathy is a mother of three, a wife of 52 years, a retired government analyst, and she enjoys being with her family, friends, volunteering, hiking, crocheting, and Zumba. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's, it's really good to have you with us today, Kathy. I know that you do a lot of volunteering. What motivated you to get involved with your various vo volunteer positions? Mm. You know, I was thinking about that a little bit. And part of me goes back to, gosh, when I was even younger and going around the neighborhood with a wagon and a girlfriend collecting canned goods for the Fresh Air Fair. I think that's what it was called back then. And then a little later, I remember thinking how my dad would kind of make a plate of food and take it to one of his buddies up at maybe the corner pub that uh, didn't have a lot. And my mom always baked and made cookies for family. And of course, she did it for all the people she worked with, too. So giving has kind of always been a little bit in my background. And it just, you know, is part of, of me, I guess, or part of my identity. And when our daughter died in 2011, it was the summer of 2011, shortly after that, my sister wanted to help me in dealing with grief and moving forward. And she suggested that we start doing something to help remember our daughter, Erin. So Erin loved animals. So we started doing a collection every Christmas for animals and we would do a different shelter or a different organization, find out what they needed. We would collect cash and food items, and then we would deliver it on Christmas Eve. And then the pandemic came and that mm. sort of squashed a lot of in-person efforts. So after the pandemic, when we started being back in person again, I ended up being very fortunate to stand next to this lady in a senior center exercise class who at the time was looking to fill 150 Christmas stockings for folks, men, women, and children at the two Baltimore County organizations. One was the Family Crisis Center, and they serve women and children who are abused. And the other is a Baltimore County organization, the Eastern Family Resource Center, which also has a homeless shelter with over 200 beds. So she was standing next to me and she had mentioned her need and we got talking. And I, as I'm thinking about this, I, I remember thinking at that time, you know, I know some really generous women and Lauren, you know them too, that are part of a group that we belong to. And I thought that they'll help out. So I committed us to making a certain number of Christmas stockings for men, women, and children, filling them with everything from hats and gloves and scarves and socks and all the basic toiletries you might need in a shelter or at any point when you're in need in your life. And then for the children, we did those basic things too, and then included treats and little games and puzzles and toys. So 
That's how it started a couple years ago when things opened up after the pandemic. Well, and it's kind of been going on. So that was the first Christmas. And I think our group committed to about 35 of the stockings that needed to be delivered. And uh, my husband kind of got in the business of helping to make the flyers that my friend would post one at our senior center. And there was a box at the senior center and people would fill the box up. And we have a truck, so we would help make the delivery to the Eastern Family Resource Center. And we would fill the bed of the Toyota uh, pickup. So that was pretty cool. And then along came Easter. So our, my friend reached out again and then, and all the women chipped in and they bring stuff to our house or we would pick it up and we would assemble the baskets if they weren't already assembled. And then we assisted in delivering a truck full of Easter baskets. And we are just a part of that donation. There were others doing the same thing and coming together through this woman to, to bring it to these two organizations. And then for Halloween, we all gathered candy and treats for kids at Halloween. And on occasion, my friend has reached out, like, we need a coat. Anybody have a coat for a woman a size 12? So we just spread the word out, and then along comes a coat, and we get it down to whoever needed it. So it's been a couple years, and we've helped out with Christmas a couple times, Easter a couple times, and Halloween as well. And the last donation was over 250 Easter baskets that were delivered to the Eastern Family Resource Center and the Family Crisis Center. Now, my small group, we didn't do all of those. Others pitched in too that my friend knows from other areas. But you know how it goes. If you do a little and I do a little and somebody else does a little, before you know it, you got a truck full. So that's what I enjoy doing and happy to share and talk about it. Wow, that, that is great, Kathy. So, you know, what's amazing to me in hearing your stories, you were able to turn a time of really profound tragedy in your own life and turn that around. And you've touched so many people's lives and helped so many. I, you probably don't have a count, but I, I bet it's a lot. I don't have a count. In fact, I said to my husband, I said, oh, I wonder what I did with all the pictures. You know how after a while you get so many pictures in the system, you have to kind of, you know, slim it down a little bit. But it has been a, a great opportunity to give. And, you know, starting with the four-legged fur babies at the animal shelter, I mean, they don't come out and say thank you. But I know that, that the donation and, and the money that went to those organizations helped. And and now helping the people that are in need and need basic things. And the last time we made the Easter donation, we were unloading the truck and we were setting everything on the steps outside of the resource center. And this little boy, I guess he was about five or six, was walking by with his, maybe a parent, it looked like maybe a dad. And his eyes just got as big as saucers and he just lit up and you know all this brightly decorated easter candy and baskets and when i saw that i just knew i was going to keep doing this as long as i can because it brought him joy and gosh it sure brought me a lot of joy kathy in all this has there been, has there been anything that truly surprised you you know hmm let me think about that for a second 
I can't say that the generosity of people truly surprised me because I do believe in people and they are generous. And when you ask, they come through. And I would just reach out to one person in another group and then she would go out and reach out to everybody in her little group. And, and then even another organization a, a contact from that said, well, we have a box of extra toiletries. We'll give it to you to give to them. So I, I, I'm glad that the generosity doesn't surprise me. It just fills me up because people are very generous. And, and I think the organizations are very grateful. When the lady that we've worked with at the Eastern Family Resource Center, she just feels thrilled when we come and unload the truck. So I've, if I've been surprised, it's always been in a good way. You're developing relationships with a lot of different people that some of them you haven't met yet. Right, <laughs> right. You met, you met in doing this. You're making connections all over the place. Yeah, yeah that's, that. that sounds, uh, Kathy, that sounds like what your role is. I mean, you're not, you're not on the staff of any of these places. You're not an executive director of something like we've been talking to some folks. But you're really the one, somebody that's sort of on the ground or behind the scenes maybe who is linking people's needs with people's resources. You're really helping to bring that all together. Is that right? Do I have that right? I, I think that's true, John. And I, I, I've always liked the role of getting something to somebody that might need it. And I even think as simple as, oh, well, I have a, a book that so-and-so might like to read. Let me ask if they want this book. From as simple as that, I've liked and enjoyed kind of helping to get things to people that need the things or want the things or could use the things. So it's, I think that's accurate statement. I'm kind of a worker bee in the background and that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. The world needs the worker bees in the background. You make everything happen. Yeah. I'm wondering, have you had any along the way, have there been any bumps in the road or things that have been harder to do with this? Uh, I can't say that I have hit any bumps in the road. I mean, I, I feel like we've been pretty blessed in terms of participation and sometimes maybe the only bump would be getting the right quantity of certain items. Like if you're going to, for example, if you're going to provide 30 sock hats for men and the day that you're gathering to assemble them, you may only have 15. And so you send a husband out to the store or another member of your group out to go get 15 more. But I wouldn't consider that a problem. Um, I consider that, that that's not a bad thing. You just, you know, adapt a little and then you modify how you go forward the next year. And we did that at Christmas time this second year, instead of just having everyone bring everything and then sort it out and try to um, fill up the stockings. We had folks, you know, bring a stocking pre-filled. And then what we did was we made name tags for little boys or little girls or adults and just a, a little message we wrote on the Christmas tag for, for that individual. And I think even the woman that started getting me involved, she's even refined her process. Instead of saying she wanted like men, women, and children, such and such, so many items, such and such, this year, she said, well, you do children ages five to seven. So it's not a problem, but it's learning and just refining the process as we move forward to, to get a little better. 
<laughs> and and even before the pandemic, when we were doing the, um, the donations for the fur babies for the animals, you know, we learned to like look at the the list that the shelters post and put out, and what do they need and you know, my husband volunteers at a shelter now and uh, we were talking and he said, you know, they don't need blankets right now. Now that can change. I'm just using that as an example, mm -hmm. but just kind of in being informed and just trying to meet the need as best you can um, so that everybody gets what they need. That's the goal, that everybody gets what they need. So Kathy, let me ask you if someone either wanted to help one of the organizations you work with or wanted to be doing something like you do what advice would you give them well i guess my advice would be go where your heart is what is your interest you know we knew our daughter loved animals so that was so easy to pick donating for animals so i would say go where your heart is if possible contact or do a little research on an organization that might speak to you and speak to your need for you know what you would like to do and what their needs are and kind of make the match that way even if for folks who might be older they're senior centers and there's so many organizations out there that that do such a variety of different things whether it's you know with like young people or old people or you know, people in in shelters and needing a lot of community resources so that, that would be my advice. Listen to your heart, try to reach out to an organization, connect, and then see if they can put you in touch with someone or tell you what you can do to um, support them. That's amazing advice. That's just fantastic. And it's such an honor to, to meet you and hear about what you're doing and how you're doing it what got you started and how it's all evolved. This has been, this has been great. So I think what people sometimes think, gosh, I need to be professionally trained to do some of this or, you know, be part of a specific organization. That's not true. It's you, what you said is exactly true. Right. What's in your heart and what are the needs out there in the world? And there's a way to connect to them, which is mm -hmm. fantastic. So thanks, Kathy, so much for being here and, and sharing your work with us. We really appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. And I just want to say, could I just add one more thing? Absolutely. About 55 years ago, when I was graduating from high school, my favorite teacher, and still to this day, one of my very best and dearest friends, she put a quote in my yearbook from a poet, and his name is Edwin Markham. And I had not heard of him, but she wrote this, and I can just still see the page that she wrote it on. And she wrote, there's a destiny that makes us brothers. None can go his way alone. All that we give to the lives of others comes back into our own. Now, I know I tried to give a little bit to the lives of others, but man, oh man, it has come back to me triple fold. And I'm very grateful for that. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. It has been so wonderful to have you with us today. Your enthusiasm of connecting people is tremendous. We also want to thank all who are watching and listening. We cannot do spread good news without your participation. Please take a moment, like, comment, and share 
on all your social media platforms that will help us to spread good news to even more people. Again, thank you for the gift of your time. Until next time, peace and blessings. Good News is being brought to you by Listening for Clues. You can find us on our website, listeningforclues.com, our YouTube channel, our Vimeo channel, and just about every podcast platform that there is. Hope to see you soon.